It's a great story because it's talking about a man who was, uh, who was uh, culturally different in, in that he came from Africa, Ethiopia, and um, he was a high-ranking official in, uh, in the Queen's court. Um, he was a eunuch, actually. That's an interesting. We won't go into exactly what that was, but the reality was he was a man who devoted himself to serve in, in a palace. He was the treasurer or the financial ad- administrator for that place. And he goes to Jerusalem because he wants to worship. Now, I'm not quite sure if he knew who he wanted to worship, but he wanted to worship. But on the way home, he's reading from an Old Testament part of the Bible, from the book of Isaiah. And as he reads it, he's not quite sure if he understands it, but it just happens to be that there's a Christian man called Philip, and he is, happens to be just out on his um, morning jog, uh, and he comes across, and the, and the Spirit of God speaks to his heart and says, go and talk to that, that man, because this man was in a chariot. He says, go and run along, alongside him and ask him if he understands what he's, what he's, he's reading. And so let's look at the story. It's Acts chapter 8, verses 26. It says, now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road, which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert. And so uh, Philip rose and went, and behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. And so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the uh, from the prophet Isaiah, and said, do you understand what you're reading, mate? Um, m- mate is added. Uh, and he said, how can I, unless someone guides me, unless someone helps me to understand it, he was basically saying. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Next, uh, verse, let's skip through the v- verse 35. Um, that'd be great, guys. Thank you. Then Philip opened his mouth... Um, and began at the scripture he was reading and preached Jesus to him. In other words, he shared Jesus Christ with this, this uh, man. He shared what Jesus was all about, how Jesus had come into the world, lived upon the earth for 33 years, was born, of, uh, born uh, uh, through Mary, a, a virgin. Of course, um, grew up with his dad, became a carpenter. At the age of 30, Jesus, of course, then, uh, then began um, to share with people about the kingdom of God. And then at the age of 33, uh, they crucified Jesus. Uh, they took his life away from him. But to be honest, they never really did because he gave his life freely. And on that cross, he died that day with a thief on either side. And the wonderful, incredible thing about Christ is just wasn't a normal crucifixion because Jesus is the only one who claims to have died, and yet they buried him in a tomb, and yet he rose again three days later. Uh, no one else has got that testimony. Um, and you know what the reality is? Even though he was totally man, he was also totally God. He was God's son. And so this is what, um, this is what possibly Philip would have been sharing with this this, this man from Ethiopia about Jesus. He preached Jesus to him. In verse 36, as they went down the road, they came to some water. So obviously now they've not only preached Jesus, but they've talked about the realities of baptism and how important water baptism is. And, um, and see that the eunuch said, see here's some water. What hinders me from being baptized? In other words, going, you know, being baptized. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What a great answer. 
What a great answer for a, for a new Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So Philip must have gave him an extensive outline of, of what Jesus was all about. Verse 38, and he commanded the chariot to stand still. This is the uh, eunuch. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Um, you've got to appreciate it wasn't a puddle, was it? You can't go down into a puddle. It wasn't just a sprinkling of water. It was, it was obviously a body of water that went down into the water. They got fully wet. And uh, when they came up out of the water, uh, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. And so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing, obviously back to, his, uh, to the whole country of uh, Ethiopia where he came from. What an incredible story. What an encounter with God. You know, the people that we're going to baptize tonight have each had their own encounters with God. And it's actually brought change. Just like we see in this story with this Ethiopian man, something dramatic changed in his heart when he heard for the first time something about Jesus. And tonight, uh, as we, these uh, people who will be water baptized, I've heard their story. There's something they encountered, and it was God's presence that touched their lives and has brought a change. And that's what God does. When, he, when we encounter God, he, there's something that does shift and change. And a lot of us could testify to that here tonight. That, you know, when, when we truly encounter God, we don't, you know, there's this something that, wow. You start to, I suppose you start to give focus to what's really important in life. Um, you know, and, and you start to give maybe that, that uh, pay packet, as important as that is, isn't as important as, you know, uh, as maybe um, not, um, not just physical things now, but spiritual things are important. God in me, my life and where it's headed, what's really number one in my life. Maybe family become more important, relationships become more important because you've encountered God. Uh, maybe there's a myriad of things, but I know when God truly touches hearts, something changes. Something shifts, and it's because of the presence of God. Just like this man in this verse. So much so that he said, you know what? You've told me about Jesus. You've told me about how I need to follow through the water baptism. Let's do it right now. That's a commitment, isn't it? Let's do it right now. <coughs> so we see that um, uh, this eunuch was very committed. You know, and you know what? One thing, he didn't see baptism as an optional extra. You know, the truth is, is when we come to Christ and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that, that's a wonderful step. And if for some reason you were to pass away in that minutes pre, you know, preceding your commitment to Jesus and receiving him, if you were to pass away, heaven would be your destination, even if you were not baptized. But the reality is, if we have options and we have time, baptism is a wonderful uh, thing to step into because it's not really an optional extra with our Christian faith. You know, you don't buy a car and say, mate, has it got a motor? <laughs> you never say that, do you? You know the motor is going to come with the car. The motor is not an optional extra. It comes with the car. I know that there might be other optional extras with cars. You know, you might get a bumper bar or, or whatever. Or, I mean, you know, bull bar, not a bumper bar. Uh, you might get a sunroof and they say, we'll throw that in as well as an optional extra, you know, and you pay money for that. But the motives comes complete. Well, you know, it's the Christian faith and baptism. So coming to Jesus and baptized are, are, are part of the whole package. You know, it, it's part of what God wants us the next step to take, isn't it? And you can see in, in often in, in uh, many times people who came to the Lord Jesus Christ were baptized pretty well straight away. Uh, they were baptized. They, they, they could see that they needed to make a commitment to Christ. 
and they were baptized. Baptism was the proof that people were, in some sense, had really made the, the shift, had really made the change. Um, the truth is, it's an outward symbol of an inward work, isn't it? It's an outward symbol of what's already happened in our heart. And we say, you know what? I want to be obedient to Jesus and I want to be water baptized. Um, and we see um, Philip said to this man, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. And his response is remarkable. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But words can sometimes be cheap. Actions uh, speak louder than words. You've heard that before. Uh, and so baptism is an action, isn't it? It's a deliberate action. You know, over the years, sometimes you get people say certain, uh, share with you certain things about baptism. And, um, and, you know, I just thought I'd just share quickly some of the answers that, that I've been able to give or maybe even you've given to people. But um, sometimes um, if you want to follow Jesus, then you, you really want, need to be or you want to be water baptized. If you want to follow Christ, there's a need to, not just a need, but a desire to be water baptized. Um, in another chapter in this book of Acts, in chapter 2, verse 38, it actually says, Peter said to them, this crowd of people, he just preached like thousands of people, and he said, repent, in other words, turn away from your sin, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Isn't that incredible? For the, our sins can be forgiven. Um, people, may we never take that for granted, because when... Sins are forgiven. Guilt and shame have to flee. We kind of sung about that tonight, didn't we? No shame, no guilt. Uh, we can be free from that. And the power uh, to walk away from that, that old lifestyle and walk into the new. And so um, if you want to follow Jesus, then you really want to be baptized. Um, you'll desire to. And so we see um, uh, the realities that Jesus, uh, even himself, was water baptized. He, he, and yet he was perfect. He came into Galilee, he went to the River Jordan one day, there was a guy called John. And they had a nickname for him, John the Baptist. That wasn't his real name, but they called him John the Baptist. And he, he walked up to John the Baptist, Jesus didn't said, you know, baptize me. And John said, just hang on a moment, <laughs> you, you know, you've never done anything wrong, you need to baptize me. And Jesus says, no, let it be as it, this should be how it is at this moment. So how did a, the Son of God, a perfect human being, never done anything wrong, uh, need to be baptized? You know why? Because I think he wanted to identify with humanity. He wanted to identify with us. And uh, we see Jesus, if it was good enough for Jesus, far out, good enough for us then to be water baptized. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Some, sometimes um, um, someone, people have said, you know, I've, I've made it this long without being water baptized. What difference does it make now to be baptized now? Well, you know, um, it's like saying to your employer, you know, look, I'll come to work when I want to. I'll do the jobs that I only enjoy doing. And if that's okay, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know I'll, I'll do what I like in this workplace. A, a couple of things about that. Number one, you probably uh, get the sack. <laughs> Number two, uh, that's not... Uh, the reality is, is that's involvement but not commitment, isn't it? You don't go to work and say, well, you know, I'll just do what I like, do what I'll come when I like. Um, uh, that's, that's involvement, but not commitment. It's a bit like um, the chicken and the pig when the... And when Hello, there we go. Makes me sound more deeper anyway. It's a bit like, uh, you've heard the example of the, the farmer who went down to the, um, 
down to the uh, shed one day and there's, a, there's the chickens and then there's the pigs. And he said, this morning, I want bacon and eggs. And the, and the uh, pig looked at the chicken and said, you're involved, I'm committed. And if you think about the reality, that is. And I think as Christians, you know, I think God doesn't ever ask us just to be involved. He asks us to make a commitment in Christ. And part of the commitment is water baptism. Um, uh, in actual fact, it says, Matthew said this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Commit, baptizing them in the Father. And it was never a suggestion. It wasn't like Jesus or Matthew or the gospel said, Oh, well, if, if you feel like it, you know, if you want to turn up, that's okay. No, it was a command. And, you know, when we follow Christ's commands, life goes so much better. It goes so much better. And so, you know, when people have said, well, I've made it this long without being baptized, what makes a difference now? You know, well, you're headed for heaven, that's for sure. But the reality is, possibly you need to look at the levels of, you know, just where you are with your commitment with Christ. You know, the other thing I find is, you know, I've prayed to receive Christ and that's good enough. Uh, well, my answer is, well, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning and not the end. Become a fully devoted follower of Christ and follow him through the waters of baptism. Uh, some of some, I just want to be private. You know, I just want to be private. I don't want anybody to really know what's happening. Well, baptism is really going public. It's going public. You know, when, you, uh, when something good happens in your life, you don't kind of keep it to yourself. You know, you, you kind of share at least with your friends. You, you at least go, you know, well, look at what's happened in my life. You know, if you had a child, ladies, you wouldn't kind of sneak home and never tell a person. You'd, you'd kind of Facebook time it and say, look what's happened. And look, I've just had a little bit. And everybody would rejoice and celebrate. It's the same with baptism. It's not a, it, 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 baptism is declaring to the world my faith in Christ and not being ashamed of it. And saying, hey, you know, this is who I am and this is where I'm about. And, um. And if I can't stand in front of a group of people who believe in Jesus uh, and share with them the realities of what's happening in my life, how could I ever stand in front of those who don't believe in Jesus and stand up for them? And, and um, someone said, if being a Christian was illegal, uh, would there be enough evidence to convict you in a court of law? You know, um, I hope there is for me. I'd hope that people would know that actually I'm a follower of Christ. I mean, I don't go in and, and, and you know, you don't go around and, you know, with a, a sign on your head, a Jesus follower, you know. Uh, mind you, that might be a bad idea sometimes, you know. <laughs> but the reality is, is that we, we're, we're hopefully our very lifestyle, our very words, our very actions would reflect Christ. And when given opportunity to be able to share the love of God because it's changed us, hasn't it? It's done something amazing. I'm no longer living in the old life. I'm, there's something good has happened in my life. And when something good happens, you want to tell other people about it. And uh, baptism is a public demonstration of the wonderful work that's already happened in your heart. Um, you know, some people say, I'm not good enough. Um, feeling not good enough is not where we need to park our lives, but uh, it's realizing that we are made right before God through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross. Righteousness, I'll never attain to, to the perfection. I never will. None of us will. But you know what? Through Jesus, when God looks at us through Jesus... He sees us as, right, us as right living. When we've confessed our sins and repent and walk with Him, He sees us as 
perfect in a sense, whitewashed in a sense. And what a wonderful thing. And none of us are perfect. None of us are right. And um, baptism isn't a ceremony that we have to be good enough for. We just need to see the incredible love and grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ. And uh, feeling unworthy, you're a candidate uh, because he can, he's the one who makes us worthy. Um, sometimes people have said, you know, about baptism, I'll just wait till later. Um, and I've already kind of shared that in the Bible, people, as soon as they were prepared to follow Jesus, they were willing to be baptized. Like our friend the eunuch. You know, what stops me? What hinders me from now being water baptized? And Philip says, well, if you believe. And he says, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He says, well, let's go for it. You know, it's, a, it's baptism. Uh, it's not a wait till later thing. It's a, if you're ready, you're ready. You know, you're ready. Another th- thing that sometimes pops up with people is, well, I was baptized as a child. Um, I can understand that. When I was young, I was sprinkled with water too. And, and taking nothing away from that ceremony. But it's not baptism. Um, it's a simple, I suppose, dedication of children. Um, but baptism is for believers. It's a believer's baptism. And so, so, you know, a little baby or a little child doesn't have an understanding of faith in Jesus. And so uh, as they grow, they hopefully will come to an understanding. And that's why the Bible says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who believes. And so as maybe infants, we can't totally understand or believe. But as we grow, we can come to a belief in Jesus. And that's when we come to a belief. That's when baptism can take place. So no one can make a confession for me tonight. My parents can't confess Christ and, I, and me be saved. No, or, no, it has to be my personal decision to follow Christ. Not someone else's decision for me. I have to own it. So tonight... Baptism is a call to humble ourselves before the Lord. Um, It's breaking the pride of our hearts, breaking that attitude, I'm okay and I'll do it my way. It's breaking the pride of privacy. Well, the truth is Jesus died for us very publicly. So how can we hide our belief in him? It's a public demonstration that he had. Baptism is also that. It's uh, breaking the pride of reluctance. I know I have the ability to deal with my own shortcomings. No, we can't. No one can take away my sin. Jesus Christ, I can, you know, I can, I can work all my life to be the best, best person I can be, to be a good person. You know, and, you know, good is a wonderful thing. Be the best you can. Be a good person. But in the end, unfortunately, we've got to deal with that sin in our hearts. We've got to deal with the things that we can't deal with and only God can deal with them. And so it's breaking that pride of, of reluctance that I'm okay to deal with myself. No. Uh, for all have sinned, it says in the Bible, and fallen short of God's very best for them. I'm just glad that we have a Savior through Jesus Christ that brings, brings us back up to the standard that God would require and sets us free. And we don't have to do a thing about it. We just have to receive him into our lives. So bap- baptism is a datum point. You know what a datum point is? It's a starting point. And my question tonight is, have you got a starting point? Maybe you've received Christ. Well, have you, do you need to follow him through the baptism, uh, through the waters of baptism? One, the good thing, of course, is that there's some people who have said yes to that tonight. And they want to be uh, water baptized, which is always an exciting thing. And so tonight, I just want to take a moment um, before we actually um, baptize them 
to actually invite them to come and just stand with me tonight and to, um, and to actually just uh, share for a moment. So if you could come up, is that okay? Here's Marianne and Brandy and, and Dexter. And, um, could we put this over there, Mel, when you get a moment? That'd be great. Thank you. Come over here. That's okay. Brilliant. We'll just push this to one side. Give him a hand. Come on. It's brilliant. Come and stand here. Well, it's okay. No one won't. No one will bite you here. Honest. You know what? I just. I just want to say, well done, guys. Come and stand up in front of everybody. It's like far out. This is nervous, right? But you know what? It's good. It's okay. Everybody stands with us together, don't we? Fantastic. And so I'll start with uh, this end. <laughs> Very end. I, I, you know, um, I know you've had some, God's done some really good things in your life. Yeah. So just to, can you just share with us what's brought you to this point? Sure. Well, God... Um, found me in a very bad season in my life and he was showing me signs. At the start, I didn't really notice the signs. So he became stronger and stronger and that's where my journey started. Yeah, so, and um, and since then I've found um, so many strong, like, Christian connections and just, you know, um, encouraging me in, yeah. to where I am now. And, and, you know, you've kind of had a belief a lot of your life. So what actually kind of said, hey, I need to jump into this. I need to go full on. Uh, Let me think now. Um, Just wanting to be saved, just having that need. Yeah, certainly. And and baptism certainly came up on your radar. That was important. Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. And uh, it's exciting to see. I know that you've been doing some discipleship classes and you've been going through that and with Michelle and, and it's just been brilliant. So fantastic. Good on you. Yeah. Hey, um, Brandy, what's, what's brought you to this point? Well, <laughs> first guy. No. <laughs> um, I've always been a Christian, always believed. And then, yeah, I just, uh, a few months ago, I come and got saved when Pastor Dion was here and... Because I always come here to church, and then I got saved and born again, and then I just felt the need. I had to. I wanted to commit my whole self yes. to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So there was a moment that you encountered God and realized that even though I believe, I need to have a better relationship with God and started reading the Bible with Michelle. We see each other every week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. Just yeah. is the Bible lit up for you more? Yeah. Yeah. Heaps. Heaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. You both talked a lot more before. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, hey, Dexter. Wow. Bit of a journey. What brought you to this point? How did it start for you, mate? Um, uh, well, I, I've always known there was a God because my family went to church like since I was a little kid. And um, it wasn't until this year when I went to Extreme with Reb Youth that I really experienced an encounter. Thanks, guys. Um, and it was like on the second night, and you could really feel the presence of God in the uh, 
the building we were in, and it was just incredible to see. Yeah, yeah brilliant. So did you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ that night? Was that the night or? Uh, I, I did it before um, here. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. And then you went to Camp Extreme and bang. And so you, and so the, the, now you sense the need to follow through with water baptism as well. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. You got some more. No. I could. There's been, you know, as you were sharing before, all of you, there's just been that, temp- that moment where there's been an encounter, hey, that God's just encountered you and uh, you've encountered him and that's been so beautiful. And we just want to encourage you, keep on going, you know, and uh, going strong. And I know that all of you have shown that and God's been doing good things. So that's wonderful. We're going to, uh, what we're going to do is, we're just going to let you just kind of, um, just give us three or four minutes to get changed. Is that cool? Uh, just mingle amongst yourself, say hello to someone, turn around, get up, have a drink, whatever you'd like to do, and, uh, and we'll come back in a moment, and we'll go this way. Right. The, uh, if, you, if you wanted to, you could all move over this way a little bit closer. That's good, so you can just be a part of the baptism.